113 of the, all the, of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And today we're talking Halloween. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Hey, were we able to secure the rights to Monster Mash? The song? Yeah. Uh, again... As I pointed out, nobody's actually ever heard the actual Monster Mash. Right. So, yes. I don't... That, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah. The song he's saying, it yeah. was the Monster Mash. Okay. What they were doing was the Monster Mash. I see. But this song I'm singing right now isn't the Monster it is Mash. It's not the Monster It's about the Monster it's Mash. It's like the song Tribute by Tenacious D. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. Were we able to get the song entitled Monster Mash? Uh, yes. Really? No. Oh, no. darn. Yeah, those... I thought maybe our budget skyrocketed, and that's all right. But anyway, we are going to be talking Halloween today, yeah. so perfect timing with episode 113. Is this it? 13 is a creepy number, right? Friday the 13th? Yeah, it is, but is 113 creepy? No, it's not. You just lopped the one <laughs> off. But listen, folks, I got to tell you this. We've got a whole batch of Stephen King and Dean Koontz creepy books, and each week for October, we're raffling off a set. All you have to do is check out books, but people aren't doing it. What? Yeah, people aren't doing it. I'd be like, hey, we're, we're raffling off these creepy books. And they're like, nah. <laughs> and so la- we had like 10 books last time. And we did this for a whole week. And we had maybe like eight entries, which is not, it's not good, people. It's not good. So go on. So I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is when you come in, fill out an entry form, try to win those books. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So anyway, Can we I are. Win being an employee? No, you can't because you're an employee. Right. But what if I really want to win? You can't do it. But what if you can if check I, them out for free because you have a library card? Could I quit my job, enter the contest, win, and then reapply? Yeah, but I can't guarantee you'd get it. The books? We're, no. The, well, either really, <laughs> oh, you could no. lose the raffle, and maybe we'd fill your position with somebody else. No, I don't know. Happen. It's possible. No. We're going to be talking Halloween, as Spooky. I said, but but I don't think we can have a true Halloween costume. Uh, costume. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I wish we were in Halloween no, costume. That'd be either. better. This is how you sound in real life. But we can't have a real Halloween conversation yeah. without Miss Sally Murphy, who yeah. is 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 to Halloween uh-huh. what Santa Claus is <laughs> to Christmas. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's essentially the great pumpkin, but is our friend who loves Halloween. Right. So so Santa goes around, yeah. gives out toys during yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. Sally goes around and scares she's children. A, she's a Halloween enthusiast. None of this sounds like compliments. Well, I mean, the enthusiasm, yeah. We'll, we'll see. When she gets here, we'll see. Santa, I wouldn't say Santa's a Christmas enthusiast. He needs Christmas to keep him alive. I guess Every that's Christmas true. movie you've ever seen, if people don't believe in Christmas, that's true. he starts to lose his You're power. Right. Santa's punching a clock. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it sure is. Wow. No, no, believe so in I Christmas. So I guess she's, she's better than Santa Claus. Sally's better than Santa Claus re-Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Good. Uh, I liked it better when you said she was the queen of Halloween and I was the king of Halloween. But I guess we're done with those titles. Hey, no. They can come back. No. All right. We'll, we'll wait till she gets here. We'll see what she thinks. Okay. Right now, we're going to be talking about our bookmarks. Yeah. Have you been reading anything? Fun? Uh, Good? Yeah. Spooky? Get off my back. Scary? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me just open my Goodreads. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every kidding. week. Every week. How do you put up with me? That's you in the mirror. Oh. You're asking yourself. Wow. Um, what I have been reading, I don't think I finished anything, but I've been reading Lovecraft Country by right. Matt Ruff. Yes. Uh, With its questionable racial overtones? No, it's right. not questionable at Oh, all. it's right there. Okay, no, this it's is the out 50s. there. Okay. He's just trying to drive to this city. Uh, okay, or, but it, no, this is a modern book. No. Yes, oh, it's, it is a modern book. It's a book. modern book, but it's set in the 50s. It in came the out in 50s, or and it's sort of doing a take on H.P. Lovecraft's 
Correct. Shtick. Right. Okay. Well, I don't. I haven't. Yes, because there was something that might have been a monster that I couldn't see. Okay. That just, was it involved in any kind of a mash? No. Monster or otherwise. No. Okay. No. We don't know. A lot of it. We don't know yet. Is has just been him trying to drive back from the south to see his dad, and then mm-hmm. found out his dad went to Massachusetts, right. going there, and just trying to like drive and get food without being killed. Yeah. Because uh, they're uh, they're black men traveling Ooh. in the fifties at night. And everybody's super racist in the fifties. It's mm. terrible. It's mm. I. I'm only Eisenhower. Do you think? Probably not Eisenhower. I, don't, I wouldn't. You would know. Okay. If anyone would know, right. it would be you about Eisenhower. Right. Um, it's. I'm not that far in it, but I think it's because just the racial stuff is so stressful. Yeah. And it's also just so. It just makes you so angry. Hopefully, it makes you angry. Um, just the way like they're being treated back then in the fifties, mm-hmm. like just just the way people are being treated it's just it's terrible yeah and but then a monster did show up and when but i mean we didn't see it or anything it just describes something in the woods that right. attacks them but like when that does happen it's almost cathartic because it's like oh good yeah <laughs> now we're dealing with fake so fantasy stuff in- enjoying the book yeah i mean it's creepy okay um they just got to uh artem so. okay and this is lovecraft county country country yes written by uh matt roof matt okay rough what else you got uh, I think I need after as soon as I finish this, docket. I need to read Ghost Story. Ooh. I need to read Gwendy's Button Box. Yes, we have decided that Gwendy's Button Box is going to be our Halloween Stephen King pick. Yes, fourth consecutive year. Gwendy's Button Box, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pet Cemetery, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Salem's Lot, twenty fifteen. Right. Uh, Doctor Sleep. 2014, yep. Shining, Shining 2013, yes. five years running. Yeah, we got to keep it going. Wow. Luckily, Stephen King just keeps writing. He's got Sleeping Beauties out yeah, right we'll be now. Good for a while. Have you have you heard about this? Uh, um, it's like a, uh, a fantasy, like a high fantasy that oh, Stephen no. King is doing Not for again. for YA. Oh no, I haven't. Coming out in December, I think. Well, he's got a lot of kid so, fans. Yeah. Every time we have a kids tour, I do have people ask where the yeah. Stephen King books are. Yeah, timing-wise, it's good, I yeah, would think. Good for you him. Know, with everything else. It's the year of Stephen King. Yeah. Everything everything but Dark Tower seems to be doing very well. Yeah, Dark Tower was bad. A, a, bit, was of bad a, a bit of a bomb. Uh, yeah, but, a bit so, of a weird 90s failed pilot bomb. Yeah. So Yeah. So I read... So I'm reading that. I need to read Ghost Story by Peter... Peter Straub. Peter Straub and then Gwendy's Button Box. Gwendy's Button Box. I need to read some... Is um, that going to do it for your Halloween reads? Ghost Story is a long haul. Okay. It's like 600 pages. I might do Ghost Story last. I think you should. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be it. That'd okay. be four books. All right. That's pretty good. It is. Yeah. Uh, is that it for you? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry I didn't bring more to the table. That's fine. I finished reading Wonder Woman, the Hiketia. What no. did we decide to say here? Hiketia? It's a Greg Rucka. Hikita? Sure. <laughs> it's a Greg Rucka, just standalone Rucka. Wonder Woman story. It's good. No. I liked it. Did you like it? Uh, I remember being okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty cool, just little standalone. Some good interaction with her and Batman. Wonder Woman's very tough. Yes. Rewatched Wonder Woman over the weekend, okay. the movie on Before DVD. Before or after you read Hikita? Uh, sort of during. <gasps> like, I, not, I started it. Well, no, I didn't <laughs> do it during. But I started it before I finished it after. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Wonder Woman, all the problems you remember are still there, but it kind of doesn't matter because it's just so good. All the problems. Oh, you mean the end? Yeah, I mean, there's Basically just... Basically the third act. Yeah, there's just... There's issues with the movie. Yeah. But it's not enough to, like, take it out of being just, like, a great movie. Right. So. No, I'm I'm all for that 
like that movie's great. Yeah. I like my problems all come at the very end. Yeah. So if like, I guess that's an okay time for the movie to, to do weird, not good things. Yeah. Because you've already liked it for the most part. Right. Better than like a really boring movie that's only good at the end. I know that you're indifferent to Chris Pine, but he is so good in that movie. Like he does, he does some serious like acting in that movie. That America is me. kind of indifferent to Chris Pine. Rude. <gasps> Rude. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that laugh. Maybe I should put up my boom speaker. No, you're fine. No, we have new microphones. We didn't even tell okay, anybody. No, that's true. We're, we're using some new equipment. Yeah. The David A. Howe Library was a fortunate recipient of the Manly Trust this year. Yeah. And um, that went to doing all sorts of new technological things here. Uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> in the auditorium, new microphones, new lights, uh, new mixing boards, a lot of great stuff, and some stuff that we can uh, use for the podcast here, too. So we're coming yeah. in a little differently. So, so I think that's why you're, our, our you sound the them. way you do, because we've got monitor headsets on for the first time. You can hear yourself, and I think I you're, you're trying to go a little NPR here. Am I really? Like, up next, we'll be discussing oh, the book by okay. Stephen King. I can it. do that. I can no, do you don't that. have to. I'm just, uh, just saying. As well as Wonder Woman, this past <laughs> weekend, I've also read... Hey. Yes. Are you going to see that movie about uh, Matson, the oh, creator, oh, the creator of, Wonder of Wonder Woman? Woman. Uh, Might be a bit know. too sexy for your taste. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that guy was a freak. Uh, oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. Okay, all right. Nine twenty-five. <laughs> I have to edit. Good to know. <laughs> um, I also read The Lifeguard Lawyer by. Mm-hmm. Care to guess? Uh, Grisham. John Grisham. James Patterson. This, oh. my friend, is a bookshot. Oh. James Patterson and Doug Allen. Right. Uh, I liked it. It was a, it was a quick read, as mm-hmm. promised. Um, Here. A little light on the lawyering, even lighter <laughs> on the lifeguarding. I need... Yeah, I was... So... Really? Yeah. I was about to ask, is it is it about a lifeguard who needs a lawyer or a lawyer who just hangs out on the beach and it's, like somebody's like sandcastles knocked over yeah. he's like I'll defend you it's a lawyer who gets canned from his big firm takes a lifeguarding job mm. while he's like working with his other clients okay. but you don't really see much of that and you don't really see much of him like being a lawyer it's mostly right. about there was an explosion and he was mm. it was a, he was meant to be the target I'm, I'm You're... tuning out <laughs> anyway yeah. It was fine. It was decent. Okay. That was it. I read those two things. I'm currently reading. I know you're going to love this, Eric, How because you your microphone you're a big fan. Yes, I am. Um, of the Green Hornet. Oh, wait. I'm reading, you tricked me. I know. You tricked me. Nick I'm reading me. Green Hornet Year One. Oh, yeah? Are you excited Are about you gonna that? Are you going to read Green Acres Year One? Sure. If it's real. <laughs> it's just the first season of Green Acres, right? Yeah. The pilot? You just read the whole... Yeah, you, you watch the whole pilot. Yeah. You read the scripts. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Former director Michelle Lois huge green acres fan yeah little known fact yeah big green acres fan uh that's by matt wagner the green hornet omnibus year one i'm enjoying that so far and i've already started gwendy's button box and i like it it's it reminds me a little of um have you read richard matheson's uh the box no i have read richard matheson's i am legend okay steel and other stories is one of my all-time favorites that is i have that it's a great collection i think you gave it to me did i or maybe it's really good to me by someone it's really good you should read it if you hadn't okay so it's kind of has kind of a matheson vibe which i think is cool stephen king is known to do that now and then yeah uh sort of write in the style of another author as he did with jack finney in 11 63 so i'm sensing some matheson we'll see where it goes this is actually co-written with an author that i'm not really familiar with richard T. Shizmar. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Is yeah. that a is that a sci-fi author or something? Yeah, they are the uh, 
They're the shizmar. This is a funny. No, I don't. A funny thing. <laughs> okay. Seems Jeez. like he has. <laughs> he has a uh, the shivers oh, you know series. Your I new don't, attitude didn't come in any of these boxes. I don't know what I that is. Like your new attitude's coming late. Oh, okay. It's late. Great. In the Great. Mail. Great. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I don't know great. who this. I don't know who this co-author is. And he's also Sleeping Beauties is co-authored with his son Owen. So yeah. he's been on a co-author kick. Well, he's getting old. Yeah. He's like seventy now. It's not going to do he's well for 70. his uh, feud with. Uh, James Patterson. Hey, do you remember when James Patterson wrote that book called like The Murder of Stephen King and no. then had to pull it off the shelves? I do not remember this. Well, it definitely happened. Okay. So that's it for me. Gwendy's Button Box and Green Hornet. I kind of want to get to Sleeping Beauties. I also want to read Dan Brown's Origins, which I haven't got to yet. Fun fact, he turned 70 September 21st this year. Stephen King? Yeah. Congratulations. So that probably explains why he's got so many co-writers now. Okay. Maybe and wrinkles does. on his face. Maybe. All right. Let's talk about uh, new books. Wait. Are you not going to go into uh, our book news section? Are you not going to tell people how you feel about Star Trek Hate Discovery? It. Hate it. No. You, you got to. Yeah. People. Oh. People who have tuned in. Okay. For 113 episodes, they at this point know you, you like two things. Do you really Star Trek? You asked me these questions. And you're going to get your answers. Now there's a new Star Trek show. You got to tell them more than you just hate it. Hate it. You've watched the first four episodes. First four episodes. So that's the two episode pilot. Yeah. The third episode, which is basically a, another a new pilot. pilot. Yeah. And then a fourth episode, which was like a fever dream. So go so, ahead. Uh, I don't like it. I don't right. understand why they set it so close to the original series. Uh-huh. I don't know why they didn't just set it after Nemesis, and then right. I could accept all the weird things. Uh-huh. I don't like all the interpersonal struggles. Mm-hmm. I don't like that there's not really a strong central character. Right. I don't like the storytelling. <laughs> I don't like anything. Yeah, you like the casting? No. Okay. You like the effects, the special effects that make it look I don't like a J.J. Abrams I Star don't Trek. think you're hearing me. <laughs> because we've already seen mm-hmm. a pre-Kirk yeah. like more military-esque uh, Star Trek series, and that's yeah. called Enterprise. Yeah. And we've already seen like a shiny, flashy new Star Trek series, the Chris Pine, J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. So I don't know why they do this, and I don't like it. Okay. I don't but, like it at all. But you do like the Klingons in it. No, I hate them. Because they're always talking They're Klingon. terrible. They keep... Tra- they look terrible. <laughs> Jeez, that's I've listened to like so 40 hate. minutes... <laughs> 40 minutes of them being like, like over and over and over what again. What did you just say in Klingon? Uh, I can't repeat it. Oh, oh geez. Because it's what I feel about Star Trek Discovery. Um, if they had said it after Nemesis. Yeah. I would be pretty fine with it, honestly. They, I still wouldn't feel like it was Star Trek-y, right. but if I'd be okay. If they had said it after Nemesis, though, you could be dealing with Romulans who don't have a planet anymore. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. So many things to mind. Yeah. They even, well, like you suggested, they could have said it in the distant future. It could have been yeah. 100 years later. Yeah. You wouldn't have to change anything. Yeah. Except for, like, randomly, yeah. Michael's the sister of Spock, which yeah. makes no sense. Um, Animorphs. Why did you bring this up? Why did you, why <laughs> and, did you take us and, down this rabbit hole? And Animorphs, hole? I should say... Uh, some of the characters were big Star Trek fans. And yeah. at one point, they had to sneak onto a movie set. And Marco was like, hold on. I want to find one of the producers because I got this sweet Star Trek idea. And, and Is this it? No. And he just goes on. And he's like, so there's, it's 100 years in the future. There's only three Federation ships left. And he's like going on. And everybody's like, Marco, focus. And then Tobias is like, hey, tell me about that later. <laughs> That's so. actually, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'd watch that show, yeah. Animorph K- Kid. K.A. Applegate was a big uh is a big Star Trek fan. Or at okay. least she was in the 90s when she yeah. was writing Yeah, Well, I'd love to hear what she thinks about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I don't know how she feels this about This just it. did. I hate it. Was that a telegram? It was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, let's talk about new books. New books. Moving to our book news section. I'm going to start with well, large print Now this that time. I have this monitors on my my ears, yes. I, I won't be able to sing 
without hearing myself. Huh. So. Wow. Yeah. So I got to be careful. You're welcome, America. Uh, <laughs> anyways, we better get to the new books. Ooh, that was worse than the headphones. <laughs> All right. Ben Coe's Trap the Devil. Ooh. Yeah, that's tricky. Boy. What you got to do is make him say his name backwards three times. I think that's Mitzelplik. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, Trap the Devil. Mitzelplik, you're the devil. By Ben Combs. <laughs> this is book number seven in the Dewey Andreas series, a group of some of the most powerful people in the government, Dewey. the military, and the private sector. Dewey, help! has begun a brutal plan to quietly take over the reins of the U.S. government. Uh They've begun to remove the people who stand in their way and replace them with their own sympathizers and puppets. They've already taken out the Speaker of the House, whose death was made to look like an accidental drowning, and the President and Vice President are next. Once they have their own people in place, they plan to start a bloody, brutal war on an unimaginable scale. And yet I still feel more optimistic about the people oh, in this book. <laughs> um, When you said replacing them with puppets, yeah. my ma- brain instantly ah! went to, like, yeah. Mu- I mean, not just Muppets, but yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. Sure, why not? So, um, that was your animal impression, right? No, that was more of a fuzzy animal. I can do a baby animal. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, bye-bye. Okay, everybody, yes, that... For, if you haven't watched Muppet Babies, that was a pretty accurate baby animal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Manhunt by James Patterson and James O'Borne. This is Michael what Bennett. What is going on with you today? Number 10.5. Michael Bennett, 10 and a half. So Michael Bennett, as you recall, super spy, a million kids. Sort of like if Captain Von Trapp and James Bond became the same person. Uh-huh. Agent Michael Boy, Bennett. Boy, you'd be all over those books. Michael <laughs> Bennett. couldn't believe it. Michael Bennett, be grateful you're alive. Someone attacked the Thanksgiving Day Parade directly in front of Michael Bennett dead. and his family. The television news called it holiday terror. Michael Bennett calls it personal. The hunt is on. What do you do? There's a couple of book shots. <laughs> that's pretty good. There's a couple of bookshots that are seasonal. I feel like that's where yeah. we're going now. Seasonal bookshots. They're trying to sell these yeah. bookshots. You know why? Bookshots fit into Christmas stockings they awfully do. well. They do. And... Other Remember, we were things. just, when we went to the STLS annual meeting and we went to Barnes & Noble yeah. ahead of that, uh-huh. uh, no book shots. No Couldn't book find shots. a single book shot yeah. in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. A lot of turtles all the way down. You know, I've been told there's no turtles in the book, Turtles All the Way Down. Well, that's a misleading title. It's, Much yeah. like The Lifeguard Lawyer. Yes. Tell me you wouldn't have liked The Lifeguard Lawyer more if it was like... Filled with turtles? Absolutely. Well, yes. But if there was a lawyer who yeah. just sat in a lifeguard chair yeah. and then every now and then he defended somebody on the beach. What if, what if one of the turtles was cool but crude? And another one was a party dude. Would you like that book? Yeah, but only if there was somebody there to teach them to be a ninja team. Oh, yeah. That'd be perfect. So. All right. So if you're a Michael Bennett fan or a James Patterson fan, what are you, what are you doing? But there is a new, a new book shot coming <laughs> what out. What sort of question is that? Uh, oh, boy. Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele. Queen. That's it. The band? I've got nothing. Oh, no. I'm just oh, saying Danielle like Steele's the queen. Freddie Mercury? Okay. No, she's... Oh, yeah. Danielle Steele, past perfect, a magical tale of a modern family sharing a gorgeous Pacific Heights mansion with mm. their ghostly, elegant predecessors. Yeah. Ghostly. Oh, shit. Wait, they're sharing, they're sharing their house with ghosts? That's cool. Is that what they're saying? Is that what we're saying? Yes, you're reading yeah. the Casper movie the novelization. Modern, <laughs> the modern Gregories are about to meet their ghostly, long-ago yeah. counterparts. It's hard enough being a Gregory. Try being a modern Gregory. Yeah, yeah Gregory. this is my life, and it's so, about to get real. So I guess Danielle Steele is going supernatural. Friday at 8 on Fuse TV. How do you feel about that? Danielle Steele supernatural? Has she not done that yet? Well, I think Johnny Angel was actually about an angel, so maybe she has. Teen Angel I'm on not the one. TGIF was also about an angel. I'm not the one to ask about this. Okay. Uh, finally. How did you like Teen Angel? I don't think I watched it. On TGIF? What about the genie one? You wish. 
Yeah, I watched that one. It was on the same time. I like that I mean, one. not the same time. It was like right after. Finally, Alex Cross number 25, <laughs> The People versus Alex Cross, written by James Patterson by himself. All by himself. Just oh. James Patterson. I'm not going to read you the synopsis because I've been burnt before when I read one of these and spoiled it for myself. All right. So I'm just going to tell you the tagline. Mm-hmm. This time, it's Alex Cross on trial. And I wish I was making that up. But that is the tagline. Yeah. That's the tagline. What if the tagline had been like, this time his child dies yeah. and he loses his wife <laughs> yeah. and everything goes to hell. Right. And here's what happened in the last four <laughs> books. This is a terrible tagline. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. it for me. Okay. Tell me what's on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hold it ransom until you say one nice thing about Star Trek. One Discovery. nice thing about yeah. Star Trek that's, Discovery. That's in the vein of Star Trek, to at least look positively on a tough situation. One, Nothing. Nice, one nice thing. I don't have it. One nice thing. I like the uniforms. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. All right. There we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on, we are on the... I mean, they're not very clear. They're all basically the same color. Right. Well, it's a science vessel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On to the New York Times best. Oh, I said New York funny, yeah. and I heard it in the monitor. Uh, yeah, you were like, Nye-ya. yeah, that was fun. that like was like curly over there. Three Stooges. Oh, I thought the, you were doing the uh, the Three Stooges. Thought you were doing uh, the shark, Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. I'd be like, it's the same thing. Boy, there's a lot of impressions for me today. Yeah. Do you want to hear anything else? What else have I got in here? Oh, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Do your Snagglepuss? No. Exit. Stage left even. Your Jimmy Carter is always pretty solid. Oh, well, I, I could do a little bit of my Jimmy Carter uh, vocal impression if that's what you I like. Just, I just learned right now that your Jimmy Carter is also your Holly Hunter. No, Holly Hunter is more like, the, the other day I, I went out to, to meet was, my, my friend Jim McCarl. It's got more of like a brussel brussel. All right. Try, if you were doing an impression of John... Uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. And Holly Hunter having a conversation, no one would know the difference. That's not true. Go ahead. Well, I... I'm just a simple peanut farmer, but it seems to me that we got to get out there and build some houses. Okay, and then Holly Hunter would be all like, well, Donald Jimmy, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I can hold a hammer with the best of them because I'm Holly Hunter. Okay. You're right. They're similar. They're very similar. Okay. All right, let's move on. No, I don't think we should. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. You want to see what this adventure let's will be? Let's bring JFK into that. I'm done. I'm not going to okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just I go. gotta step aside. I think you All should. right, New York Times bestsellers list. Oh. So this, <laughs> this is the young adult bestsellers list mm-hmm. for all you young adults out there. And you know what? We're all young adults at heart. Yeah. Well, some some people are young adults, actually, because they are. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, yeah. You and I have both. Thirty. I heard thirty is the new young adult. Is that true? Yes. I'm still not a young adult. No, like <laughs> being uh, in your thirties. In your thirties. So thirty eight. You're a young adult. Yes. I'm not 38. Don't get yes. me wrong. I'm not 38. That's <laughs> no. insane. No. Hunting Prince Dracula by Carrie Manson. Oh, yes. Gallo at number 10. This is about two uh, self-centered Rose and teenagers. Thomas investigate murders in Romania that resembles vampire attacks. Mm. Yeah. Are you? Well, you were thinking about reading this one. I said I would be more likely to read this one. Oh, I okay, probably will never not, pick it up. Not on the list. Yeah. Do you think the next one is going to be uh, the wolf trapping? I was going to be like trapping Sasquatch or something. I, yeah, I hope so. Trapping Bigfoot. Yeah. And these, again, are James Patterson Presents. Yeah. So he's not doing any writing. I'm tired of hearing that guy's name. I'm not going to lie. This is a movie podcast. We would not say Steven Spielberg's name as often as we say James Patterson. That's true, unless we were talking about sprawling historical epics that aren't really fun, but are well made. Huh. <laughs> don't know why you had to say that that that's what you think when you think spielberg now not when is the last time he did something fun 
Catch Me If You Can. World well, World. okay, but I was in Hold high on. school when BFG. Catch Me If You Can came out. BFG. BFG. Yeah. He didn't even see BFG. Uh, Have you seen it? How was it, Eric? Did you like BFG when you watched it? Ready, Ready Player One comes out in March. Is it out yet? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll rest my case. Wait, was he a lawyer? No, but no. Was Maybe. Holly Hunter? I don't know. <laughs> could have Holly been. Hunter could play a lawyer. <laughs> she could, yeah. She has played a lawyer? Probably. And Batman v Superman, she was a lawyer. No, she was like a congresswoman. But she put, she put Superman to trial. I don't know. It's she was murky. like, we, we were able to handcuff it's, you. I don't want to talk about it. We handcuffed you, Superman, no. by our own, our own will. No, thank you. Uh, nine, <laughs> we got to get through this. Nine, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Uh, five students, a detour in detention ends in murder. A detour in detention? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Wait, well, well we can't get to class now. Let's just detour through oh, detention. Oh, here it is. Detour. <laughs> Number eight, Once and for All by Sarah Dessen. Are you going to read that yet? Why would I do that? Because you're into YA romance? No, I'm not. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? No. Uh, Star Trek books. Yeah, I do like Star Trek books. You know, there is a new uh, Star Trek Discovery (sighs) series that's coming out. Maybe you'll dig that. And these are even set before Discovery, so they're a prequel to the prequels, which are themselves a sequel to Enterprise. So, yeah. Um, I can't wait for Spock to show up and be like, "Sister, (laughs) I missed you. I talk about you all the time to my teen friend James Kirk." Can't wait for it. Number seven. Jane Unlimited by Kristen Cashmore. Jane is invited to a gala that will change her life, but at what cost? I don't know. I just hope she's not limiting herself. Yeah. Well, no, she's unlimited. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number six, War Cross by Marie Lu. You have nothing to add to no, that. No. She's, like, she's a big name. It's like telling a wall the New York Times she's bestsellers list. a big name list. these days. I think she's writing that Batman book in that DC. Uh... Yeah. The Batman book that looks like uh, Dick Grayson is on the cover. Is he? No. <laughs> How did that sound in the monitors? Not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, One Dark Throne by uh, Kendara Blake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know this is the This is the quickening. Three sisters continue their fight to the death for the crown. My sister-in-law is going through these. Okay. Yeah, she liked the first one. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to Nick's sister-in-law. Hey, Amanda. Uh, Amanda. What's up? Uh, She listens sometimes now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah. then, hi, Amanda. Yeah, she might. So this yeah. is Eric saying hi now. Eric Nichols. And now this is uh, Nick Gunning. This is Jimmy Carter saying Mary hi. Mary, oh hi, Amanda. I, I'm the the president of the late '80s when you were just a child. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The, oh, you know what? I bet she was born during the Jimmy Carter era. So Ooh. Jimmy Carter is Amanda's president. <laughs> That's probably what she thinks. Probably. Amanda, I'm sorry. I didn't think it would go this direction. Well, it did. Uh, number four, The Language of Thorns by Leard Budago. Uh, do you think it's French? Um, could be. Yeah. Yeah. What was, probably. What, what's Sleeping Beauty? Is that French? I think it's French. I think it's The Brothers Grimm. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, Lee Bardugo wrote the Wonder Woman book. Yes. That's out right now. She also wrote uh, Six of Crows mm-hmm. and... The other name I couldn't remember. That Wonder Woman book is, has it had much interest here? Uh, number three, Wonder Woman Warbringer. There it is by Leah Budargo. Look at that. She's it three seems like it seems like our adult Wonder Woman stuff was doing pretty well. Warbringer's checked out. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, Elites of Eden by Joey Gracifa. Okay, here we go. We haven't had one of these in a while. In a dystopic future. Oh my! When's the last time we had a dystopic? I don't know. It seems like only yesterday. Two girls from drastically different backgrounds learn of a thread that binds them. Oh. Mm, cool. No, I don't really get it. No, it's cool. Okay. Yeah, what if the thread is like their sisters? It binds them. 
What if it's uh, you know what they Parent should do? Trap. They should adapt these into movies, but make uh-huh. the third book split it into two movies. Yeah, don't you think? Yes, I, it's revolutionary, yes. but I think. Um, would you watch a post-apocalyptic or dystopian version of Parent Trap? I don't know why you ask me questions you know the answers to. Yes, yes a yes, thousand times. Yes, <laughs> number one, it's back at number one for thirty-two weeks on this list. Don't that- say Cassandra Clary's Midnight <gasps> Hunter. She was gone this monsters. week. Oh. There is mercy in this the world. Time. No, number one, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Oh, okay, I'll allow it. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. You're hey, everybody. Nick's allowing us to read the New York Times bestsellers list as it is. Thanks a lot, Nick. You're welcome. All right, let's get to the adult section. Yeah, let's do the it. Adult I'm New York Times bestsellers Let's list. see what's up. All right, well, uh, bad news. Vince Flynn's uh, Enemy of the State is down to number 15 after five weeks. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Uh, well... I mean, yes and no. Mm-hmm. It's a new, you know, Kyle Mills, I think he's written maybe like three. Mm. So I'm kind of surprised it has as much gas in it as it does. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the movie, the few people who did go yeah. to see it, if that sort of helped propel it up. Maybe. And again, the book club for American Assassin Loved was it. just 100% in. Crazy. I thought for sure they're going to hate it. But All no. Right. Uh, debuting at number 13 is Ellen Hildebrand's Winter Solstice. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a Christmas book that's coming yeah. out in October, so this is the first Star Wars book to uh, hit the bestsellers list, but not be in the top ten in a while now. This is Star Wars from a certain point of view by oh, various yeah. authors. Those are essentially short stories. Yeah. Short story collections don't tend to do as well. Right. I'm so not let's, surprised. Let's there. get to number ten. Okay. So we got Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste <laughs> Ng. Okay. Uh, so this is the artist upending a quiet town outside of uh, Cleveland. Here we go. You like Cleveland? Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. All the little chicks with their crimson lips say Cleveland rocks. So we got to be right. Yeah. Drew Carey's ears are itching. (laughs) Are they? Yes. And actually, we owe him about $20 now. Do we? Just for me saying that? Yeah. You shouldn't have I do like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I feel like I like it more for the gift shop, if I'm being honest. Well, this artist is going to do a drawing of uh, Mona Lisa, but if she was a pig, it's just going to upend this quiet town. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. That seems very controversial. I just kind of came up with that. But what if I did that? What would I be saying with that? I'm not sure. Art subjective. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Number nine, Haunted by James Patterson and James O'Born. Huh. Oh. Huh. Okay. What? It's been here for three weeks. Has it? Okay. That's why I remember it. Okay. I just, the one I read today was also by James O'Born. But yeah. James Patterson one. keeps his friends close and his co-writers closer. Yeah, he sure does. So. Yep. Number eight, Merry and Bright by Debbie McCumber. Look at that. She's got a Christmas book on the New York Times bestsellers list in freaking October. I know. This is injustice. I know. A temp who works for a strict and stressed boss is giving social life when family members create an online dating profile for her. (laughs) I'd watch that movie. That sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah. Who would be in that now? Hey, do you want to read? Do you want to do? You want to read some Christmas books with me this year? No, no. I don't think you have the. This is a thing about you that I don't understand. Uh huh. I think I get a joy. Uh huh. Like the goofiness of it, and I think you would not. Yeah, I'm dead inside, okay. man. I, sorry. It's just crickets, crickets and tumbleweeds inside of you. Yeah, like a like an old western town you at need night. To change up your diet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, Weird. Um, do you think this temp is like in her early twenties, or do you think she's old enough that Kirsten Dunst could still play her? I think that she is is. In the book, it's going to say she's in her early 20s. Uh-huh. I think she's going to be written uh-huh. like she's in her late 40s, oh, if I yeah. know Debbie McCullough. <laughs> okay. So we could get away with Kirsten Dunst yeah. getting her new Christmas vehicle. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Her comeback right. vehicle. Yeah. Rachel Mel- McAdams. Mel- I can see Collier Rachel McAdams films like this. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Number seven, The Cuban Affair by Nelson DeMille. 
no, Cuba, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> I shouldn't even be here, Cuba. I have a family, Cuba. <laughs> oh, boy. A Miami lawyer solicits an army veteran to go on a secret mission to recover 60 million stashed away in Cuba. Cuba, you're being unreasonable. I can't leave her now. It's almost the holidays. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What did you think this was, Cuba? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Where did you think this would go? Oh, boy. Uh, I only have one heart, Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the Cuban affair. Yeah. It's also, uh, it's the sequel to An Affair to Remember. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So. Yeah. Uh, Cuba's going to find him at the New York. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Number six, The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye by David LaCrantz. This has been here for four weeks. I feel like it's stayed in the same place, too. This is the second. Uh, this is the taking over the Stig Larson mm-hmm. series, of course, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Originated that. Uh, this is the second book by a new author, and they're still doing pretty well. Yeah, they're doing so, great, actually. Uh, yeah. They don't need you to pander to You're them. right. Uh, number five, Don't Let Her... Oh, Just Don't Let Go by Harlan Coben. And uh, two weeks on this list. So Dumas investigates a murder and uncovers clues about personal events that happened 15 years ago. Literally tell us nothing. No, so, it doesn't. How many books has uh, Dumas been in? I have no idea. Okay. Very helpful. Well, M- Balatar, Myron Balatar is his name. That's a Star Trek character. Nope. Yes, it is. Mm-mm. Nope, that's a Battlestar Galactica character. That's Gaius Baltar. Yeah. And I'm talking about Myron Balatar. I, can, I actually know hey, that I Star say Trek it. Discovery, I feel like, yeah. yeah, Star Trek Discovery is trying to be too much like Battlestar Galactica when it was good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, but except for Battlestar Galactica was good when it was good, whereas Star Trek Beyond ah, or Star Trek Discovery, good. I, yes. I hate it. Yeah. So. Let's watch Battlestar Galactica. No. You want to do a Battlestar Galactica rewatch podcast? No. Okay. We'll do it from the perspective of one person who likes Battlestar Galactica still. Okay. And the perspective of you. All right. Whatever gets us to number one on this list. Number four, <laughs> Column of Fire by Ken Follett. Um, are you going to read book two? Stop asking me. I will never read these books book again. Three. No. But you read all of the uh, the century. Century trilogy is great. Yeah. I, Pillars of the Earth. Yeah. I don't understand what was happening in that book. That was the most bored I've ever been. Oh wow. Yeah. You've been pretty bored. I know. I've seen you very yeah. bored. <laughs> yep. You do not want to be at the movie theater with Nick when he's bored. He will find the squeakiest seat in leg distance, and he will just squeak the seat <laughs> all movie. He will check his phone. You don't need he to. Won't, he won't you lower don't. the dimness on the light either. Okay, you're exaggerating, but I take your point, because <laughs> okay. you're not completely wrong. <laughs> uh, you were doing that during S- Spyfall? No, Spectre. I hated James. Spectre. Yeah, you were a grumpy well, little bear. You didn't like it either. Don't pretend like you did. No, but I Liar. still watched Liar. it. You're, I watched it. You can't say I didn't watch it. I watched Number it. Number three, Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan. Egan! Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. No Anna Kerrigan, the first female diver at the Brooklyn Naval Yard during World War II, meets with a man who helps her understand why her father disappeared. Uh, there's a war going on. He probably disappeared in the war. Probably. Yeah. Case closed. Yep. Uh, what if there was like a lawyer? Or like a detective. Like a, like a lifeguard lawyer? Yeah. What if there was a detective Pretty who good. had to solve crimes during wartime? Yeah, they've done that. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. Number two, Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King and Owen King. There it is. Owen King is Stephen King's only son to take in the name King. Yeah. He's the he's the Charlie Sheen to yes. Joe Hill's Emilio Estevez, yes. if that makes sense. Oh, boy. Who's going to have the better career in I don't know. Him? I don't know. How would you say Emilio's doing these days? These days? I think he's doing just what he wants to do. But, yeah. Just sitting around, directing sometimes, waiting for the call for Mighty Ducks 4. Boy, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, number one, Origin. 
By Dan Brown. By Dan Brown, Nick's favorite legal dramaist. No, Origin doesn't. Dan Brown is the... Uh, Dan Brown is Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Oh, after reconnecting with Puzzles. one of his first students, who is now a billionaire futurist, symbology professor, jeez, mm-hmm. Robert Langdon mm-hmm. must go on a perilous quest with a beautiful museum director. Got to. She probably is going to have father issues, because yeah. that's a hallmark. Yeah. So... To hear more, tune into our Dan Brown episode Dan featuring Brown. my little brother. Stevie. Probably, yeah, he probably just doesn't need you to keep saying my little brother. He's my little brother. What do you, do you remember want? the My Little Pony theme song? No. My Little Pony. Oh, My, my little, little Stevie. Yeah. yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, so you could do that. Hey, sorry, Borge. <laughs> yeah, he's he's never come back on the show. You don't think? No, okay. I'm not letting him. Oh, wow. He's he's stolen he's the light. He's banned. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, he has a certain charisma that you, my friend, go on. never. You're never going to have. Huh. You're never going to have. Really? Yep. What about? No, you got All it. Right. You got it. All right, let's get to the segment. Have we done number one? Oh, that was number one. That was Origin. number one. Okay. Origin, yeah. First week? Yeah. Did it just come out? It okay, new. so it's debuting on you number one. You don't listen to anything I say. Sure I do. All you do is think about how much you hated Spectre so and how boring. much you wish you could rewrite Star Trek Discovery. Spectre was rewrite Star Trek Discovery. Oh, Discovery. Yes, I thought you meant Beyond because I'm all in for Beyond. No, why would I say that about Beyond? Star Trek Discovery. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All what right. What if it was just called Discovery? And it was only kind, like, it wasn't Star Trek. They tried that with Enterprise. They just called it Enterprise. Yeah. And then we're like, no, this is dumb. We're Star Trek. No, Enterprise. but would you be liking the show if it wasn't Star Trek? I don't think I would be liking the show, but uh-huh. I wouldn't have, like, a strong reaction of, this is oh. stupid. I hate this. This is all wrong. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, they're canon. No, they're not, Eric. <laughs> all right. You know what we need? Uh, s- Miss Sally Murphy, come on down. Go. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I bid a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> nice price is right reference i can't remember the weird thing that you said last year the first time do you remember you were like what up or something like that do you remember i think i, I did say what up she, she threw I up mean, uh, to be fair. yeah she threw up gang signs and it didn't make any sense because of her podcast no no it doesn't make sense at all yeah. sally was last with us in episode 62 <laughs> halloween now two yeah so it's been a full year sally yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm still upset about not being in Halloween one. So yeah, yeah, you know. well, those were the early days. Jason wasn't in you Friday know. the Thirteenth one. That's a right? that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Sally, as I said earlier in the episode, you guys got to get close to that mic like your doo wop singers. <laughs> you're singing right, uh, Unchained yeah. Melody. Okay, so <laughs> that's not doo wop. Um, okay, Sally, I refer to you as the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin, <laughs> Sorry essentially. This, Eric didn't like it. How do you feel about that classification? I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I uh, understand that the size reference is per not, perhaps not the most flattering. Whoa. Yeah, but sorry, man. That's the that's the thing you got to think about this stuff. You just say these things. And you pump, don't think pumpkins come in all shapes and sizes, yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't you're, matter. You're, you're the great <laughs> yam, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Maybe that's better. This I don't is know. Terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, our plan today is pretty loose. Do you guys feel comfortable just pressing your cheeks against each other <laughs> to <laughs> share this microphone? <laughs> Perfect. Um, I just sort of thought we could kind of freestyle about all things Halloween. So I thought we could talk about some movies. Oh, no. Here I go. We could talk I'm about... Tr- Eric, don't rap. Please don't rap. I got this new microphone. I thought we could talk about movies. I thought we could talk about books. I thought we yeah. could talk about any Halloween traditions or festivities that you like to participate yeah. in. So, Sally, we've both talked a little bit about the things that we're doing for Halloween, the books we're reading, that sort of thing. What's your plan so far? Good question so (laughs) thank you so the actual night of halloween i will be participating in both the annual ho in 
trick or treat booth that the Houghton Community Association puts on. So plug for that. Halloween night. Meet us. It's a fun rockin' time. Um, I do plan to dress like a 1970s aunt who smokes too much. Um, I got. Was it Stevie Nicks last year, or was that is that a few years ago now? That was two years ago. She was a baby doll last year. Yeah, she just said baby doll. Wow. Okay. It was so last night I was planning, or last year I was planning to do the ant thing, and then my neck got a crick in it, and I couldn't put my hair up on top of my head, and you can't be a 70s aunt without a like bouffant, so I had to be a baby doll because my hair would be down. That's too much information for you guys to know. (laughs) What was the year where you were too sick to come to Pumpkinville with us? That was the I same year. I think that year. was that same year because yeah. it was the same problem. And we watched a movie at the Mickles house. What was that? The vampire movie. Oh, that was the first. That was two years ago then. Two, yeah, two years ago. What we do in the shadows. Yeah, and I couldn't watch it. I had to lay on the couch and just stare at the ceiling. Hilarious movie, though. Excellent, excellent Halloween choice. Yeah, thank you. This year for our little Halloween. So we have a little a little group here that likes to watch Halloween movies every year. Yeah. This is our third year, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. Yep, okay. So this year we've done... <laughs> Eric's pick, which yeah. was Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks. And we did Sally's pick, which was Beetlejuice. Classic. Yeah. So I'd never I'd never seen Beetlejuice before, even though I'm a huge uh, Michael Keaton fan. So yeah. that was fun Sally, to see. Sally, tell us why you picked Beetlejuice. Well, I mean, first of all, it's a classic, and neither Nick nor his wife Hillary had watched it, which I thought was appalling. Yeah. Um, but also, I love that movie, and nobody will ever watch it with me. So it seemed a good chance ah. to make people watch it with me. Yeah. Yeah. Much like uh, Batman Returns, I felt there was very little Michael Keaton in the movie. Like yeah, I, I was expecting true. a lot more yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, title role, but you know, yeah, he's like a supporting character. Yeah, Batman didn't return for about forty minutes in yeah. the sequel. Yeah, so. that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that first when the first time you see him in that movie, he's doing that like commercial where he's acting yeah. like a cheesy car salesman. <laughs> that was golden. Like that was just perfect. I wanted more of that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I watch it for Winona Ryder and her, you know, starring breakout role there. What about what about Mermaids with Cher? Okay, <laughs> Do you ever watch that movie? True. Was that before Beetlejuice? Was that pre nineteen eighty eight? I Mermaids is depressing. Is it? Yeah. Cher and Bob Hoskins depressing? A little. Oh. Okay. I mean, everything with Cher in it is a little depressing. I mean, the, d- <laughs> the younger daughter almost dies. Does she? Oh, yes, she does. Yeah. Who is the younger daughter? I don't know. I feel like they're all famous. Oh, it's Christina Ricci. Well, there you go. From the Adams Family, yeah. another Halloweenish yeah. movie. Yeah. Another Winona Ryder Beetlejuice esque character. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It, it wasn't Tim Burton who did the Adams Family, though. No. No. That, okay. was, that was Barry Sonnefeld. He wished. Men in Black. He wishes he was yeah. Tim Burton in that movie, I think. Oh, I do but, love Angelica Houston. Yeah, she's very good in that. Did you ever watch the old show? Sally just said she loves Angelica Houston. You can't hear her because she's afraid of Nick's face. <laughs> Guys, we have to sit there so you go. close together. <laughs> that's good. We can do it here. Right? You're it's a married man. Oh, speaking, Actually, speaking of hold which, up, hold up. Sally just got engaged. So yeah. congratulations to Sally. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how to do that basketball horn that goes. Yeah, that's what I was trying There's to get. I, I think we need a basketball horn. I think that's what does it. All right. Um, but Sally, it's tradition that when you're engaged, you buy your friends basketball horns. Yeah, did you not know that? That's <laughs> actually part of it. Uh, it's my first time. Before we pivot off of the Adams Getting family. Married. Let's talk about the Adams Family for a minute. Okay. Classic Adams Family fans in the room. I haven't seen it forever. Show of hands. 
Eric, no? I like, <laughs> I think it's the second movie where they've lost the house and the hand, what's the hand's thing? Thing, yeah. Thing is trying to tell uh, Gomez what's going on, but he's doing it in sign language, but he's also flustered, so he's stuttering, and Gomez is like, you're stuttering thing. You know I can't understand when you're stuttering. And you that's know, funny. There's, there's one more, like a direct-to-TV to yes. version, yeah. and uh, Tim Curry takes over the Gomez Adams really? role. Yes, Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah. Played the leads. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's it is Chris- weird. Christopher Lloyd is fester in those, right? Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. What the, about what about the TV show though? That's my question. The old I, TV show. I didn't watch the show. I used to watch it, but I was always more of a fan of the Munsters. Yes. I watched the Munsters. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. So. I was always I was always pro Munsters. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, Munsters? Yeah. It's pretty good. Do you remember? It's been a long time now, probably like five years ago that when they did a when they did a remake of the Munsters with Jerry yeah. O'Connell as Herman Munster, I had no idea that no. happened. Oh, terrible. it happened! <laughs> yes, it happened, and uh, they never. And it didn't go to series, but they aired the pilot as like a one-off Halloween special. Spooky. And it was actually kind of fun. Nice. There were other famous people in it now. I don't remember. Yeah. I can't imagine it working, but it was fun to see as what a pilot. You, ha- you have to do like different the Munsters, but in a Gilligan's Island situation. Oh now. my gosh! So that's a mashup, right yeah. there. A monster mashup. I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Good night. Yeah. I win at Halloween. <laughs> Sally, are you doing any Halloween reading? Um, you know, I was thinking about that on the way here because I am not. <laughs> although I recently finished. Well, Get her out of here! I'm reading. Uh, what's it called for the book club? Ghost story. I just started that, uh, but I'm you know three pages in, so this I'm a bad person to ask about it. Um, but I did just finish not long ago, Devil in the White City, which I feel like is appropriately Halloween. What, who is that author? I pulled it up on my phone because I knew you were going <laughs> to ask me that, and then I forgot. So <laughs> Sally's only been on, on the show once on. before. <laughs> That's not true. Right? Oh, okay. Yes, I know what you mean. I yeah, know. Eric Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it's the story of the serial killer H.H. H. Holmes in Chicago. Yeah, okay, we'll count it. Is he the one who uh, like bought a hotel and had people in his basement? and? All, yeah. yeah, he basically made an entire hotel a complex yes. torture chamber. Yes. Like, And he killed hundreds of women during the World's Fair in Chicago. Yeah, just inviting them into his hotel. Yeah. People getting in there, and then he just like locks the door behind them or trapping them underground. Yeah. Yeah. This, so. this brings up an interesting point. <laughs> not, not about murdering women, but about like certain Halloween things, because I don't usually think of serial killers as Halloween. And I know, Eric, you can't stand any sort of creature halloween if it's if it's an alien situation Uh right that's true i don't like sci-fi horror during halloween right i like my halloween earthbound yeah okay Hmm. so all right dimensions we can cross dimensions but they have to be coming into our world sally you're equal opportunity across the board (laughs) that's right anything goes um yeah i think anything goes although it's interesting i've never thought about it but i do tend to also keep my halloween earthbound yeah well not in this like I don't watch. Realm I wouldn't watch <laughs> Alien, even though everyone says it's like the perfect haunted house movie. But like, it's it's space, so it's different. It's sci-fi. It's different. Yeah, I'm not against that rule. I've, I just started playing this <laughs> game called Soma, and you're 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 stuck in this like underwater base. And at first, I was really scared, and then I realized all the monsters you were running away from were robots. And suddenly, I was like, oh, okay, this is just, just robots. Not scary. Yeah, people with knives, undead people with knives. Forget about it. There, there are two 
creepy sci-fi things that come to mind. There's the Next Generation episode. I think it's called Night Terrors. My wife would know. But it's when they're having, like, spooky dreams. Do you remember Uh this, Sally? Yes. Yeah. I think it is called Night Terrors. Okay. And there's a point where, like, Deanna Troy is a cake and Data starts, like, cutting her. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I That's didn't, dark. Yeah. I didn't realize that was what the episode that it was. Uh-huh. When I was I lived alone, you know, in a cabin. Uh-huh. And I started watching that episode thinking like, oh, this will be fun. And it was so scary. Yeah. I had to turn it off. <laughs> That's not the one. And then the Quantum Leap episode, Boogeyman, is uh-huh. among the creepiest things I've ever seen. Oh. I've not seen that. That has a whole lore behind it. I Have we talked about this before? Data lore? No. Lore from Star Trek. Have, have we talked about this before? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm going to quickly tell you the story then. Okay. <laughs> the Quantum Leap episode, Boogeyman, had Boogeyman. this whole myth where it was like when it aired, it like screwed things up and it didn't air properly and it shut off and blah, blah, blah. And so it became this whole thing. I had this episode guide and they didn't even spell out the title because mm-hmm. it's supposedly like cursed or whatever. Right. Um, and so there was a Quantum Leap marathon and my friend taped it for me because I didn't have that channel. So I was just watching it again, living alone. And we get to this episode that's spooky. And I'm like, I wonder if that's episode, if this, this episode mm-hmm. and the tape cut out. Oh my and God. like it started playing again and i was like okay and then it cut out again and i took it out of the vcr that's how old the story is yeah i took it out of the vcr ran upstairs because it was a basement apartment outside mm-hmm. and just threw the vhs tape into the snow <laughs> and didn't find it until spring because it creeped me out that much that's pretty funny so those are my two sci-fi <laughs> things fair. that creep me out all right so. That's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Even like, I mean, I'm a huge X-Files fan, but I don't watch the X-Files around Halloween. And there are episodes that are less aliens, more monsters. Yeah. Like even that is a little too maybe sci-fi. To, yeah, yeah. So I'm not strictly against it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do tend to stick with paranormal. Yeah. Serial killers, though, I mean, that's kind of my jam, right? That's my favorite thing. But they're a yeah. large part of Serial killers, take note. <laughs> you, you should come back to the Page Turners Book Club because there are some serial killer enthusiasts in that where they just want to read yeah. books about serial killers. Maybe serial killers. Yeah. We can't they be sure. could be. Yeah, yeah, they could be. It's always the quiet ones, right? Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah, well, then it can't be any of your book club members. <laughs> hey Hey, do um, they listen? I don't think so. That doesn't matter. Maybe. At least one of them does. <laughs> okay. Hi, Kendra. <laughs> oh. yeah. All right. Um, well, let's talk. Let's stick with movies for a minute. Let's talk right. classics. Oh. Classics. Classic, All right. Classics of the genre. Yeah. Any, any favorites there? Should I let Sally go first because she's the guest? Sure. And newly engaged. Sure, Sally. <laughs> what do you got? Um. Well, I'm trying to- Engaged like, to go I second wish... as I go now. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to remember. I should have listened to last time's Halloween. Last Halloween 2. Times episode Halloween. 62. Halloween 2. I should have listened to that to listen to what I had talked about last time. Mm. I feel like I talked about Silence of the Lambs. Always a favorite. Texas Chon- Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. Always a favorite. Great. The old one. The 1970s version. Yeah. Jessica Biel um, can take a hike. I got to say. Well, okay. No, we're sticking with classics. Yes. I'll, I'll not talk about that yet. Okay. Um, I have a feeling we're going to get to there later. Yes. Nick is shaking his Mm. head. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I have, however, recently gone through and watched a lot of movies that I like the remakes of. I've been Uh. trying to watch the originals. And I've noticed that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the only one I really like from the 70s. Mm. And the rest are just too intense. I am which ones which ones haven't worked out for you well sort of the classic one is the hills have eyes ah, which nope. has always been I'm, sort of i'm gone i'm out <laughs> it's um 
I mean, it's a horrifying movie in its remake, but the remake sticks pretty close to like, oh, there's these hillbillies in, hillbillies nope. in the woods and oh, they come and murder no, people. No, no. Yeah, that's but okay. the old one, oh my gosh, it's just yeah. the 70s ratings. They had yeah. no standards. Yeah. Yeah. And so I won't even tell you the tagline because I don't know how young people are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Things get It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of realized hey, that... Sorry I said that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre I can do, the, you know, Carrie I can do, yeah. um, but then there's a large swatch in the late uh-huh. 70s that I'm just, I'm how do, out. How do you feel about the original producers with Mel Brooks? Um, I, I mean, yes, fan. Okay. Terrifying. I love it, if that helps. <laughs> okay, yeah. That helps. Hey, I just read Carrie by Stephen King. Have you read it before? I have not read Carrie. No, yeah, no, I haven't read Carrie. It's, and we talked about saying. this a little bit, so I won't yeah, go into sorry. it too much, but it's uh, the format is really cool. It's a lot of, like, some of it's just straight-up narratives, and sometimes mm-hmm. it jumps to other characters. A lot of it is one of the survivors wrote a memoir, mm-hmm. and they read sections of the memoir. So it's yeah. not, like, mm-hmm. just a straight-up sure. uh novel so it's it's kind of cool considering that was stephen king's very first so are you going to read carrie eric no i'm going to read gwendy's button box gwendy's button box okay so Hmm. uh okay i just watched monster squad from the 80s 1987 oh it is it's trying to be like the goonies which Mm. uh to be better than the goonies for me isn't hard because i don't like the goonies shut up yeah you're stupid huh (laughs) well that's fine uh it's not as good it's not that good Oh, okay. that's all. It's about some kids. Dracula shows up. He gets a bunch of universal. Is, they're like they're like the universal movie monsters, but it's not universal. So it's not actually the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it's not actually the werewolf that's in uh, the movies, whatever they're called, the Wolfman. So it's not like the Wolfman, but they're made to look like them. It's like knockoff brand. Yeah. And then the kids, who are like a Goonie team, uh, have to stop these monsters by hmm. reading from Van Helsing's helsing's uh journal and at times it's okay but for the most part it's not that good that's unfortunate so anyway i am I, a sucker this is a bad movie but a league yeah. of extraordinary gentlemen hmm. a la that yeah i've it's always liked that movie not a not a halloween movie no it's not but <laughs> so reviving old yeah monsters um i just watched diary of the dead which is george a romero's fifth zombie movie uh mm-hmm. in that in his of the dead series it's the first one being night of the living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead and land of the dead and it was pretty good though it is dated because it came out in 2007 and even in the uh, the behind the scenes footage he's talking about how you can find media now on youtube and myspace and then he stops <laughs> listing sites because that's all there is uh also there's a trailer at the beginning of the movie for something that you can rent exclusively at blockbuster <laughs> so nice but it was there, good. There are still a couple blockbusters in Alaska, so That's true. that could yes. still be the case. Uh, I watched the first of those with Rift Tracks. The Loving Dead with me with Rift Tracks. Yeah. Do you remember that? And you, you, and your wife and my wife still couldn't really get into the movie. It was still too scary for you guys. Yeah, what? yeah. Well, Night of the Living Dead. Hillary and I tried to watch uh, The Sixth Sense with Rift Tracks, and it's just you just want them to shut up because you want to watch yeah. the movie. So we turned it off like yeah. five seconds in, but. But uh, Night of the Living Dead is great. I've watched that multiple times. Uh, a couple Halloweens ago, I watched Dawn of the Dead like on Halloween by myself because nobody will watch these zombie movies with me. So Eric, I've told you so many times. I I'll know you. You were you were out of town getting engaged when I was watching. Di- we can watch Survivor, Survivor, Survival of the Dead. That's his last okay. of the Dead film. I'll rewatch Land of the Dead. I haven't seen Day of the Dead forever. They're all so good. They're all more than just zombie movies, which is pretty good. They're all about stuff. If you watch Land of the Dead now, it is like the most poignant political 
movie you could watch at this time. Like I was writing because he George A. Romero just passed away. I was writing a blog like a little retrospective of him, and when I was talking about Lana, there I'm like, oh, like today, <laughs> oh, like right now, and it's just uh, it, he, he's just pretty even just him talking about Diary of the Dead. Like he, it's filmed back. Remember back when everybody was doing the Cloverfield thing where the film is somebody recording? That's what Diary of the Dead is. But he was doing it as more of a comment on how you it's harder to find truth in a world where everybody is uh, posting truth on online, on YouTube and everything. Uh, and so like the main character, he's filming this zombie apocalypse happening because he wants to get the truth out there. It's just kind of interesting. He's, he wasn't like, I'm just going to do a zombie movie film like this. He's That's all. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the Blair Witch Project? No, I'm not gonna see the Blair Witch. Have you, Sally? <laughs> so many times. <laughs> is it good? Um, it is good, but you really do have sus- to suspend your disbelief. Only because I feel like at this point, so many people have done that kind of filming that now we watch it and we're like, obviously, wait, wait, this wait, is wait, a joke. wait. Where are we? Are we in the same place? Nick, did we just do we go in circles? Sally had the microphone, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't go with you on that journey. I'm sorry. How many of those are there? Because there, didn't, didn't one just come out? Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch 2, mm-hmm. something of the something. They find the camera again. And, and then uh, the new one, which is just called Blair Witch. Yeah, I have not seen the new one, and yeah. I heard it got mixed reviews. The yeah. second one is terrible. They tricked people because they were saying there was going to be an original movie, original horror movie called The Woods, and everybody was really excited to find out what it was, and then it was revealed to be the Blair Witch. And I think that kind of killed some of the inertia it had because mm. I think more people were excited for something new rather than... Yeah. Something like that. Well, and I think, so some movies you can remake and you're remaking it, you know, for visual effects or something. I think Blair Witch could be made in a very similar way, but just make the story more interesting because it's not a very fleshed out story. So speaking of fleshed out, is it scary though? I find (laughs) it scary. I watched it for the first time when I was probably 15 or 16 and I was pretty freaked out by it. Yeah. I remember watching the previews on TV and it was scary. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. the same way. I don't hey, I go have near to, it. I have to see that segue through because I said speaking of fleshed out. And oh yeah, you're right. It, listeners are gonna. I, be like, I actually the heck? think it's funnier just with that. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> go ahead and take it through. Uh, we'll decide. The remake if it was for Dawn of the Dead is pretty good too. Disappointing. Okay. Well, the, the segue was disappointing, but I interrupted you, so <laughs> I I'm gonna take a little bit of the yeah. blame on that. All right, let's talk Stephen King just for a minute because no. I want to hear Sally's no. take on no. it, uh, the movie it. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, Sally, I can't remember. Do you have you read a lot of Stephen King? Uh, not a lot. I have read it, and I have read The Shining, and I have read part of Bag of Bones, and that's it. Did you read Shining in our book club? She did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Bag of Bones. Did you not get into it? No, I, I did. I don't. I can't even tell you why I put it down. Mm. I was enjoying it. I also never finished the miniseries, so I don't know why. Maybe you don't like Pierce Brosnan. Those, yeah, actually, I think those are really strong. When I'm looking at my ratings, Bag of Bones is the only Stephen King that I've given like five stars because I feel like I feel like with The Shining, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more like mystery, and there's mm. so many different elements that it's really interesting. I feel like with Bag of Bones, though, because it's so much simpler. And because you're really just locked in on this character and sort of anything can happen, I think, I feel like it's a little bit more well crafted and scarier, honestly, mm. than, the, than The Shining was because it is so. The Shining becomes a little fantastical. And so it's sort of like, well, I'm not in a crazy hotel in Colorado, <laughs> so I'm fine. Yeah. Whereas Bag of Bones is, is a lot more just like every day, which I, th- I find scarier. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny. The reason I started Bag of Bones was because I was reading the. I wanted to read the Lovely Bones, and I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, I was enjoying it. I really can't tell you why I put it down. Okay. So, did you ever read Lovely Bones? I did read the Lovely Bones. Yes. That that opening is yeah. brutal. Stay yeah. on target. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> let me, just for a minute. Let me just say. Right. I mean, the boldness of starting a book that way. Because mm-hmm. I'm a lot in the book club. Even people yeah. were like, I I couldn't get through that opening, yeah. and it is horrible and it's really brutal yeah and it's one of those books i watched the movie first and i was so intrigued by it because even the movie is sort of told from this certain perspective that's just very different like she's well i don't want to give too much away but at any rate that's what got me to read the book and i was city man i was yeah i was not disappointed it's a very yeah i don't know it's beautiful and horrifying i think structurally um this is lovely bones by alice siebold by the way but i think structurally the movie actually worked a little bit better for me did you find that yeah well and i like i said i really loved the movie i think they i think it translated well like it's one of those that i wouldn't necessarily say one is better than the other but i thought that her voice translated really well from the book to the film so yeah 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 that's sort of an atypical ghost story so i wouldn't really yeah. classify that as yeah. Halloween that, although I did put it in the sort of the Halloween slot yeah. for contemporary classics that rabbit hole kind of felt like when you see Christmas stuff right next to the Halloween decorations okay. in October <laughs> all right for me okay anyway. all right Sorry. did you have another segue that you wanted to do go ahead we're ready let's talk about okay it. no that's fine <laughs> we were talking about Stephen King though yes we because were, we're gonna get to and it Stephen King's the lovely bones that's right uh, do you have a favorite Stephen King adaptation it's Carrie it. oh Carrie okay Did you Carrie the old Carrie. Mm-hmm. I, the new mm-hmm. Carrie is actually pretty good. What about but Carrie no, 2 classic. from the 90s? Sissy Spacek is, she's killer. What about, it was like 98? Carrie 2 is terrible. That yeah. was 98. It makes no sense. Yeah. It just, yeah, there's, yeah. it's bad. Julianne Moore? No. No. Oh, yeah, Julianne Moore. Look at that. Yeah. I remember all movie commercials from the 90s. <laughs> Fun fact, the Carrie audiobook is read by Sissy Spacek. Yeah, so you might enjoy that if you've never read it before. It yeah. translates pretty well to an audio book. Um, so would you call yourself a Stephen King fan? Uh, no. No. <laughs> In fact, I mean, you and I disagree about this. We've yeah. argued many times about The Shining, but I think Kubrick saved The Shining. So Also, so... I don't oh, like no. either Shinings. Misery. Misery might be my favorite. Carrie might be my oh, second favorite. okay. Oh. Um, what about I Shawshank think... Redemption? It's just me and the rest of America. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, the the problem is I love a lot of his stories, but I'm not a huge fan of his writing. Hmm. I think he goes down, he just gets obsessed about things that I either think are somewhat inappropriate or I'm not interested in. My guess is it might be the cocaine. <laughs> See, I, I, I think that's where we differ because I like his writing. So sometimes um, he does go down rabbit holes and they are, the books probably are often longer than they need to be, uh-huh. but I just enjoy like what he sets up. So I'm, I've rarely been like impatient with a Stephen King book with the exception of under the dome, which I really, that to me just mm-hmm. seemed very one dimensional and way too long. Yeah. So I just kind of stopped that. But right. um, we saw dark tower together, Sally care to comment oh my gosh was <laughs> yeah so bad. terrible all right but now <laughs> gone either way that oh my gosh like, yeah oh my gosh i loved it it changed everything <laughs> all right so i feel like eric i don't want to speak for you but okay i'm too scared to ever watch the movie it look i i thought i wanted to see it and then i realized what i really wanted to see was stranger things season two okay and it was 
tapping into that. And I think that's a reason why they also changed it to the 80s instead of wherever it's normally set, like the 60s. Uh, I just can't watch kids get brutalized. Mm. And I'm going to I'm gonna take a stand on that. Yeah. I'm anti-kids being brutalized. Good for but you. We got Sally here to give us the alternate viewpoint. Sally, <laughs> All right, please so, take it away. So neither of us have read it. Yes. No, have you seen the original, Eric? The Tim Look, Curry? There were a bunch of kids. Have you seen the original? No. Okay. So neither of us have read it or seen uh-huh. either of the movies. So Sally, it's on you. Yeah. All right. So so tell us a little bit about the book. Tell us a little bit about the movie. If the kids tell us a little bit about which one is better. We're on Isla Sorna. Oh boy. Or Isla Nebula. Right. And the dinosaurs got out of the park. I might be a little bit more forgiving of the dinosaurs because they just do what dinos do. They just do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to give him a little leeway here because I've talked a lot about Lois and Clark in previous episodes, yeah. so he's allowed a little JP there. Yeah. So Sally, take it away for it. <laughs> cool. Um, so I definitely, for me, I'm a fan <laughs> of this mo- this remake um, that came out this year. I think it's the best is it, book or adaptation. Is it even a remake? Because the other it's, one yeah, is a TV show. A miniseries, yeah. Right. So can, like, if it's the first movie, though. That's true. Do you, can you still count? Anyway, one could on. argue that. Yeah. that right. Picky detail. <laughs> um, so it's, the book kind of goes back and forth between the protagonists being kids and adults. Um, mm-hmm. And so both the original miniseries, whatever you want to call it, Um, And this, (laughs) keep them as children, which is interesting. Um, The miniseries is really good, but I would call it more eerie than actually scary or spooky. It kind of plays pretty hard on the pedophilia aspect of it. And so you kind of feel unsettled the whole time, but there's not a lot of actual violence or psychological terror to it. But this, the remake, is just terrifying, but in ways that I think are really interesting. So... It looks to be like a really like well-made movie. Yes, it's very well cast, very well made. The reason that yeah, you think it's Stranger Things is cuz one of the little boys is actually in Stranger Things and in this and he plays like the exact same character. Is it Dustin? No, it's uh well, it's the kid with the big glasses, but he doesn't wear the glasses. I don't remember the actor's name, but oh. he's in both. Okay. Um and he's, you know, one of the main characters. What I think is interesting is they really played on the psychological aspects of Pennywise the Clown. So he's supposed to represent these fears that children have, like things that adults should be protective of children about, like children should be protected from like sexual exploration or sexual exploitation. Um, But then in, but, but then Pennywise is kind of representing this terror of like sexual abuse of children or something like that. And so then it's manifested in these really just terrifying ways. So I think they did some really unique things, things that I haven't seen in a lot of movies, which I was really impressed by. But then I also think it's just a movie that's interesting to watch because they did a lot with ideas and yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Hmm. It's scary. Definitely. Oh my gosh. It's terrifying. I loved it. Mm. So, yeah, I went with my brother and his wife and my fiance. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and the whole time they were just cowering with fear. I thought, we're never going to get through this. But <laughs> Where does this fall on, like, scariest movies you've ever seen? So the scariest movie, or the movie that has scared me the most was The Ring. I hold by that. This is probably maybe fourth or fifth, but it's up there. I like. Okay. I had a dream the night after watching this that okay. a clown was attacking me. Oh, okay. I that this does was not like, happen. I watch a lot of scary I movies. Think, I thought you were putting like a line saying like, "I have a dream that a killer clown will hunt children in the eighties." <laughs> <80s." laughs> 
Yeah. And it will one be a high budget film. My one like with a sequel. What the crap is so they're supposed to the movie ends this this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. But the movie ends with basically them saying we're going to come back and this clown is supposed to come back every 17 years and this movie is set in 1989 Mm -hmm. and i was like why didn't they just set it in 1990 that would be so much creepier (laughs) this would be 17 years later but as it is it's like oh well i I guess we missed it hold on hold on (laughs) math math check year 2000 1990 was 27 years no it is every 27 years sorry i I just realized that 1990 was 27 years That was hard for all of us to hear. <laughs> so, okay. I the 27. Well, hey, uh, let's let's uh, take to huh? some. Hold on. Let's I take. About to... <laughs> okay. That was adorable. Uh, I, let's let's take a look at some user comments here before we get too much farther. Eric, do you want to read a couple? You got some here? Yeah. I okay. asked we as the library. If the library was a haunted entity, yeah, it would have taken over our Facebook page and asked this question: <laughs> What's the spookiest book you've read or plan to read this year? And then it would have uh, taken your psychic powers for its own. Really? Uh, but Greg on Facebook says Hell House by Richard Matheson. We just talked about. We Richard were talking Matheson. about. Sally, have you read much with Richard Matheson? I haven't. Have you seen the movie with Peter Fonda? Is this? Hell House. It's just the movie. No, I have not. <laughs> no, I Peter Fonda. I, w- I get the house on Haunted Hill. No, and- Hell House is different. Yeah, okay. So this yeah. So no, I have not. Uh he also says Ghost Story by Peter Straub is next. Current maybe book club book. Bird Box by Josh Mallerman. Can't decide. Sally Harry. Go ahead. Sally, have you <laughs> have you seen the Ghost Story movie based on this Peter Straub? It's got uh it's got famous people in it. It's it's about older men who have like a little group, the Chowder Gang or Chowder Club or whatever. Is this like remember. the Monster Squad, but, but it's with like, older guys? It's, it's Fred Astaire and uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and a few other people that you'd recognize. Okay, just curious. Jackson. It looks cool. All right. Uh, Carrie, uh, not of the Stephen King Carrie, but Carrie of Different. Facebook, says Different. The Ritual by Adam Neville. Four guys lost in an ancient forest and something is hunting them. I've heard some scary stuff before, but for some reason, this really creeped me out. I'm not sure I want to read anything else by him. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Is it? Like, yeah. it's so spooky that you can't even think about yeah. reading more. Uh, that's Karen interesting. says, Let the Right One In by John. Oh, my. That's a lot of Vs. Yeah, it is. Lind. Uh, that's a V after. I'm going to assume. L- Lindquist, v... let's say. Yeah, Lindquist. It's uh, in U.S. sometimes called Let Me In. Let Me In, Let the Right spooky. One In. Spooky. I'm not familiar with that. And Hannah Watson says, Hex. By Thomas Old Hovlet. Hovalt. Okay. It was unexpectedly terrifying. Well, isn't that the best way? Yeah. That sounds good. Scariest movie you've ever seen? We probably said it last year. Go ahead again, though, Nick. Scariest Me? movie you've oh, ever seen. Boy. Or a movie that scared you the most, because sometimes the scariest movie doesn't scare you. I don't know. Go ahead. I, I mean, the the Sixth Sense it did do a number on me, which yeah. I know, like in hindsight, yes. is not a super scary movie. Mystery but when can I, be scary. But when I watched it for the first time, yeah. it was just like, yeah. I guess I hadn't really seen anything uh. like that. Uh. Like I hadn't really seen any kind of like ghost things yeah. uh, because it creeped me out. Yeah. I saw Unsolved Mysteries on a hotel right. when I was in like fourth grade and it yeah. scared me for the next 15 yeah. years so you know sure that's the way it goes sometimes i don't know i don't know if i would say six Sense is the scariest movie i've ever seen but at okay. the time when i saw it it definitely was right. so maybe maybe i've seen something scarier since then what about uh, you scariest movie i've ever seen the big short oh hey, just kidding that that's uh no it would be signs so signs yeah you both went and night Shyamalan. Yeah. yeah, give Sally this one so we... Which is not the scariest film director. No, no. But Signs 
as a like as an experience scared me more than like when I watched any other movie. Like my heart was in my throat like almost from beginning to end. <laughs> when when we're watching the footage that was taken at that birthday party. Oh and okay. the yeah. thing cra- That's a good moment. I like I really don't know if my heart was beating or if it stopped and I was like legally dead for three seconds. And then there's also a scene in the basement where there's just a hand because they can camouflage. And it's just I I've seen scary movies, but nothing has like held me in a grip of terror like when I watched Signs for the first time. So hmm. yeah. I feel like Signs is probably his best movie. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Structurally probably too. Yeah. Characters. Yeah. Either that or Avatar the Last Airbender. It's, <laughs> okay. so, it's so hard to say yeah. which is yeah. the happening. <laughs> yes. oh, I, never, I never saw the happening. See what I've learned. Oh, okay. Here, right. Here's one thing that I've learned about myself and scary movies slash Halloween. Let's do it. Uh, all my movies that I've picked, Eight-Legged Freaks, Frighteners, and What We Do in the Shadows, they're all pretty much comedies. And True. I think that, and I would also have picked Shaun of the Dead or World's End, which are also comedies. And I think, and or Monster Hunt, uh, Monster Squad. I think I just like my Halloween movies to also be scary. I like mm-hmm. to, I mean, to be funny. I like to bring in the cheese with, uh, with Halloween more than watching people get lost in their station wagon in the woods and then eaten finger by finger. That's fair. <laughs> Hocus pocus. I realized you asked me about classic horror movies. I'm a huge Hitchcock fan, and okay, I didn't say yeah. anything about Hitchcock. Oh, did he do horror? Well, just kidding. Yes. No, <laughs> thrillers. Thrillers different. It yeah. doesn't matter. Let's not fight about But this. the happening is supposed to be. Shyamalan says it's a remake oh, of the birds. It's boy, not. I it's wish. not. A, it's not good yeah. enough. I mean, he he likes to think he's Hitchcock, and he's not. Oh, he's, but, oh, oh. Last whatever, however long ago it was, Nick and I saw the visit. Oh. And that was pretty scary. Yeah. That was a pretty intense... I don't think it had me as much as Signs did, but there was definitely... like It was a good thing him and I were the only ones in the yeah. movie theater because I was definitely yelling at the screen, like, you don't have to go in there. We don't need to see the basement. Yeah. So. That was like a comeback film for him because yeah, I had back. lost all respect for that him. And, and then uh, that was pretty good. The Visit and Split had brought M. Night back. Split was okay, but The Visit... Yeah. Yeah, Sally did that thing. So yeah, we know she did. She really, I, you know, I feel like... Another one that, that should get honorable mention for me would be The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, have, yeah. you, have you watched that one, Sally? Yeah, I think I watched that on your recommendation. Mm. See, the first time I saw it, I found it really scary. And then we showed my brother, Steve, yeah. once. And uh, then I was like, huh, this isn't really scary at all. Yeah. So it's just Nicole Kidman being yeah. uptight for two hours. Yeah. So that was kind of disappointing. My favorite scary movie, though, is still What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that's solid. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Sure. All right, should we close up shop? Yes. All right, Sally, we're closing up shop. Hey, good news. Yeah. I don't think I said this on the podcast, but I have my fifth album, my fifth volume of my Halloween playlist. Wow. So that's this is, now, this so. has been a years in the making yes. of Eric's yeah. Halloween playlist. It's been about four years, so that's yeah. all. I, I hope Hold you on. like video game remixes and songs that name drop movie monsters. I just want to say that I own all of them. She does, yep. <laughs> and that was before engagement. It wasn't even engagement. Oh, gift. wow. That, that was, was just gift. generous out of your yes. own heart. Yeah, that's, that was that's very here, nice. Here's a, yeah. That's nice. Okay, well, let's quickly talk <laughs> library news. Eric, what do you got coming up? Uh, we're showing Spider-Man Homecoming on November 3rd uh, at 3.30. We have Anime Club every Wednesday at 5.30. Uh, on Tuesdays, we have our Teen Loft open hours from 3.30 to 5. No, 3 to 5. Sorry, I was on a roll there. We got Minecraft Mondays 3 to 5. And 
to you, Nick. Great. Okay. Well, uh, we've got a couple of Halloween movies scheduled. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Heffalump <laughs> Halloween movie yeah. scheduled on the 21st, Saturday at 3.30. Our senior matinee this month on Tuesday the 24th is Phantom of the Opera, 2 o'clock. The and then, original. We yes. Say, like the original black and white. Not the silent film. No. But the one No, after it's that. Nelson Eddy. But it's not, not the one with... Uh, our Scottish phantom. Yes, right. No, not that one. Um, and then on the 28th, we have our Halloween party over in the youth room. Yes. So no sign-ups for that, right? Nope. Okay. Come as you are. That's right. And then following that at 2 o'clock uh, on the 28th, we are showing Hotel Transylvania 2 down yeah. in the auditorium. Those are all scary. Sally, what's your favorite Halloween Winnie the Pooh film? <laughs> I What? <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> what a great question. And, of course, uh, our big thing this month is the uh, author visit from Naomi Shihab Nye. Which I is, like Frank and Pooh. Th- thank you for throwing off my mojo there. Uh, our author visit this month with Naomi Shihab Nye is scheduled for Friday, October 27th at 7 o'clock. She'll be doing a presentation down in the auditorium. Totally free, open to everybody, thanks yeah. to our partners, Houghton College and the Friends of the Library. After that, starting at 8 o'clock up in the main floor, uh, we're having a special uh, ticketed reception. These are $25 tickets. Uh, it's catered by the Duke House. I've seen Ooh. the menu. It's going to be great food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a cash bar. Burlingham Books is going to be there selling books. Mm-hmm. And Naomi's going to be available to sign those books. So mm-hmm. get them for yourself. Get them for your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're not familiar with her work, she does a great presentation. And I think you'll enjoy it. So I hope, I hope we'll see you for that. Sally, which Duke from history would you most like to see come back as a vampire? Which Duke? Yeah. Uh, Luke, right. Luke Duke from the Dukes of Hazzard. Sa- is that Sally enough? just made a face. Uh, if this was a visual format, you guys would have died laughing. Yeah, it was but pretty good. It was no. pretty good. Okay. She's well, I, done. I think that's going to do it for episode 113. Sally, thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, we didn't even tell you. Thanks. Sally, this was episode 113. OMG. That's pretty scary. Yeah, that's... All right. That's These facial expressions bootable. are just being lost. Yeah. Lost the time, like tears okay. in the rain. All right. Well, like I said, that's going to do it. <laughs> We're going to see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.